What's poppin' my Freeform Renegades? You are tuned into the Freeform Network. Thanks for joining us for another episode here at Freeform Radio. I'm your host, Noel, with my co-host today, Daniel. Hell yeah, man. I'm in the hood here, man. It's kind of raining out here by me. I don't know if it's raining out by you, Noel, because they said it was like the like the northern uh, counties that were going to get hit with rain. So not sure, not sure if you got hit with rain, Noel, but... Yeah, man, over here it's it's cool, man. It's the it's not hot, so it's 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 right on the spot, man. Just a little wet, but can't can't uh can't blame God for all of it, man. Oh no, for sure. It actually is raining over here a little bit. Uh, definitely cloudy. I heard there's gonna be some storms today. Probably a good time to watch some horror movies. And uh, we also have Andy here. I think uh, I heard his voice there. Are you, are you connected with us, Andy? Thanks for waiting for the star, guys. You know the show couldn't go on without me. Yeah, I'm here. I was having some issues with uh, with my Skype. Yeah, uh, allegedly user issues, but yeah, we'll, we'll, nah, we'll, we'll pretty settle sure back. it was something on our end, on uh, <laughs> your guys' end, but it's yeah. okay, man. The show must go on. Right. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad to have you here. It's another beautiful day here in Chicago, even though it is rainy. You know, if we're living and we're we're good and we got our health, it's a beautiful day. So wherever your listeners are, we hope you're sitting cool, you're feeling good, and let's get rolling with this. Uh, so first, I want to toss it over to you, Daniel. It looks like uh, you got to catch us up on some stuff you've been watching here. A lot of new movies that came out. Uh, so it looks like Free Guy is one of the ones you've seen. Yeah, man, I, I saw that Free Guys. Um, I actually had seen it before. I don't believe I've spoken about it on the podcast. But yeah, man, I, I rewatched it again because Junior... Uh, was talking about it he was uh you know like hey daddy i heard about this movie called free guys we should really try to watch it and i'm like yeah 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 that cool let's let's watch the movie i've already seen it but it was actually pretty funny and, and okay so i i don't know if these guys have even watched it or even heard about it yeah i did like it man it had a cool concept uh of like a kind of a video game world uh it's pretty nice it's like imagine like gta right exactly yeah, so I, I think that's what intrigued him because he, he's played GTA Online before and I don't know how he heard about it. But yeah, we watched it and it definitely has that vibe, man. Like if you're playing a GTA game and it makes you think uh, if the AI is sentient and these non-playable characters, you know, those characters that are just in the background, they're not part of the main story. Do they have any sentient sensations as they're in the game so really cool premise uh funny movie it's got um uh, the guy from deadpool his name's eluding me but uh ryan something or other ryan reynolds right but i thought it was pretty cool man uh even the second uh watch around i thought it was pretty good i i enjoyed watching it um had you heard about that movie andy free guys I think I just seen the trailer. I never really seen it, and it looked kind of from the trailers looked campy to me. Right. Um. So I didn't know. Like, I wasn't really feeling it. I just know had like a video game s type of feel and like kind of campy, and you know. But uh, I really didn't. I'm in like no rush to see it. Yeah, I I want to say it was a Netflix deal kind of thing. I'm not really sure who was the uh, publisher and that good stuff. But I want to say it was like one of those, you know, like new Netflix movies or Hulu movie or whatnot. But yeah, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool to watch. Junior enjoyed it. Um, actually, Alana bow down 
uh, a little bit into it, you know, because we had watched it kind of late in the day. And she's just like, I'm sleepy. I'm going to bed. And me, no, me and Junior just stayed up and watched it. And yeah, man, it was it was cool watching it again. And, and Junior popped a few times because it reminded him of stuff in games. So definitely cool watch and definitely something cool to uh, check out. But do you uh, recommend it then or is it just like it's is it video game master what's the real quick like what does he do what's the point of the movie i mean the the movie is that you're playing like there's real life situations inside of a video game so it's essentially an ai like i mentioned so yeah it's a pretty cool premise i i I think it's intriguing for people who play online gaming and who have curiosities about AI and if they're sentient or not. So because like a- Ryan Reynolds, he's a he's a literally a character in a game that is kind of just a what is it called? The NPC. Right? He's just a guy that does his regular routine every single day while other players play in the game and they do whatever they want, like oh, they kill okay. people or rob stuff. And then, he, and become, then he, uh, yeah. he becomes aware and he's like, What the fuck? Yeah, like, I can control what I do and uh, it's it's pretty fun. It's a fun movie. It's not like a super serious one. It's definitely more on the comedy side, but it's got action. It's got you know, it's a good fun movie. Right, right. I thought that's what I said, but apparently Andy wasn't paying attention when I said it. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I, well, well, you said it. I mean, who the fuck it made is, more sense now is, that you is, said is it. The well. Ryan Reynolds player, a character that's being controlled, or like, uh, and what kind of explained it better? Your right, vague right. No, uh, sense that I didn't really need. <laughs> Sense. For sure, for sure. No, Noel, when you said it, now even I got it when you said it. <laughs> so but, he's a background character and he notices other people are playing and he's like, hey, I'm right. I'm something I'm something that he became aware, like, hey, I can control my own shit because he's just background. Like that makes more sense than it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm I'm just jostling, man. You're on a time delay. We're we're, we're catching up to, to, the, to the I think the time, time delay is you with your uh, vague uh, words there. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, something else I watched. I watched that new movie, the Jurassic uh, World uh, Domain or Domination, or I, f- I forget what the the name Dominion. of it. The Dominion is the new one. But yeah, we watched it, and that one was okay. I I didn't pop as much. I'm not a huge Jurassic Park fan, but uh, I know Alana is, so we went to watch it so she could check it out uh, in the theaters and and whatnot. Uh, kind of here by the house. So it was a new theater that we wanted to check out. So we went to go look at it. And yeah, man, it was it was okay. I was expecting a little bit more. To me, it was a lot of like fanfare kind of like pops where the nostalgia, they show the old characters meeting the new characters. They come together and they solve a problem. And I was really expecting, you know, to be honest, like, people to die like i mean these dinosaurs never kill any main characters like all these people miraculously survive and i think if a dinosaur came up to my house a teosaurus rex i'd be a goner i don't think there would be a chance that i would be alive so i don't understand how all these main characters always survive and but yeah other than that i thought it was pretty good there was a not a lot of nostalgia uh you know points in the movie where you pop you're like oh there's that part it's kind of a throwback to the original oh there's their parts so kind of throwback to the third movie but 
yeah, it was it was it was good. I'm sure for Jurassic Park fans, they really enjoyed it. And I know Junior liked it, and I don't think he's a huge fan, but he he enjoyed it. And Alana really was over the wall with it because you know she's a Jurassic Park fan. But yeah, um, I don't know if you guys have even watched it or seen the trailer for it. You know, I when I saw it was coming out, I was kind of intrigued because I did like uh, the previous two. Although I like the first one of the the new series, I like the first Jurassic World better than the second one. But in in all honesty, man, this stuff it's kind of getting like uh, it's getting the direction that a lot of movies are going in, where they they focus more on the cameos and those little like moments to like draw a person in. It's kind of like a bait and switch. Like they they trap you in this with the idea that like oh it's gonna be a great movie. It's got all the old characters too. But it's really just like a cameo, and it, it's not really – it doesn't hold up on its own. Like, it's it's not a, a good plot sometimes. It's usually just like right. a, a flimsy plot with a bunch of, like, cool moments in there. It reminds me of Doctor Strange when you had – you know, you had uh, – what's his name? Uh, Picard. What the fuck's his name? Uh, Professor Xavier. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the Fantastic Four dude. Uh, it, it had all these cameos, and it made people like that moment. But then the rest of the movie is kind of like bland. It's kind of like, well, it's whatever, mediocre, you know. Uh, the the same thing with Ghostbusters. It kind of reminded me of that when you said that the old meets the new. That's kind of what happened in Ghostbusters. At the very end, you kind of you get to see the old Ghostbusters meet, I guess, the new. Young, right, the new generation, right? Yeah, the the Stranger Things Ghostbuster, because <laughs> uh, that's what it is, man. It's like Stranger Things, but in Ghostbusters world. And so I'm imagining Jurassic World Dominion is probably going to be similar. It's going to be just uh, okay movie, you know, nothing special with some cool cameos. That's what I'm expecting. Right, right, yeah. It it did have that feel for it, but uh, maybe it's just the like the um, the material because. For Ghostbusters, I thought it kind of worked, but I know a lot of people were kind of shitting on it. Um, So I don't know. It's weird because I'm not a huge Jurassic Park fan, so that kind of stood out to me. But in Ghostbusters, I I dug it because I'm more of a Ghostbusters fan. So maybe it's more to if it's your genre kind of thing and you kind of feel that movie in that way. Uh, and where since Alana really digs it, she really liked that part of the movie and where I was just like, ah, you know, the plot's kind of thin. It's more of just like hitting these like beat moments and then having that nostalgia kind of pull on your heartstrings, you know, because it's like these old characters with these new generation guys. So, yeah, it exactly. was it was it was still good nonetheless. Uh, but I got to say, I, I am a fan of Doctor Strange and stuff, but the way everybody keeps talking about it, I, I'm not really in a big hurry to watch it. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure if um, I'm a big enough Doctor Strange fan to to enjoy that part. If it does have a lot of that, you know, where it's a thin plot, where it's just more just like these pop moments and, and that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. I was going to say there's times where it seems like one specific gender is looking at like uh, they're, they're putting this like spotlight where they suck. Like this one gender sucks and this other gender is awesome. And it's just like, <laughs> oh it's just like, God. OK, it's like, all right. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's that's what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to say, Andy. So, yeah, going back to Jurassic Park, I do notice the the the. 
the latest trilogy because this is the third one in the recent years where with Chris Pratt. Right. I think those are more geared toward uh, to women. I mean, I watched the first one. I never, I haven't seen the second one or the third one. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, it was just all right. It wasn't like awesome. Like the first Jurassic Park was really awesome. This one wasn't. And then like, I feel even my wife's like, I want to see the Jurassic Park, the the latest one. And I was just like, um, I'm like, I'm not feeling it. And the other thing too, I've read some of the reviews, like it wasn't great. And then it was kind of felt flat. And the other concern I have is like when I was talking about with the current Hollywood with the the let's shit on what worked and let's put somebody else in there uh, that's preferably the opposite sex. And then they're like, this is the new real fucking hero. And like you're pissing off like 90 percent of your audience. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, I'm in no rush to see it like. And you're noticing, like, this past summer, the movies that have made, uh, that were, cons- made some money, it wasn't really none of this, uh, the woke stuff like Top Gun and Elvis and all that other stuff that have been decent. I mean, it's been far and few between, but it's, it wasn't, like, over the politicized, like, their uh, political comments, like, in your face and shit. People just want to go escape and watch a movie and... That's why you're kind of seeing what's going on at Warner Brothers. I don't know if you guys read up on that. With they're just shelving movies <laughs> that were made that they're like, this is just too woke. Oh, so they're like complete and everything. Yeah, like uh, yeah, you, did girl. you hear about Batgirl? It's like it was in post production, oh. hmm. and the new owners of Warner Brothers is like, this movie is never going to see the light of day. This is garbage. Wow, I did see something about Batgirl and Warner Brothers, and then it had like money going downwards on some like screen capture thing, but I didn't read the article. I didn't know what the hell it was about. So wow, basically they got new owners, Discovery, and the guy he wants to make uh, DC like this. You go to the movies and watch it. Yeah, multiverse, like this latest trend, and like I read that uh, the rumors leaked out that. Michael Keaton makes an appearance as Batman and in the movie they fucking kill him and that she's replacing Batgirls replaces Batman and then she's going to be in all the the plans was to have her in all the future DC movies as Batman that woman right because Ben Affleck is done right no well they they re-signed Ben Affleck recently oh really I think to replace Keaton I don't fucking know the full details it's just a mess but that was one of the things going out and then they were going to replace Superman with uh, a black Superman and like they were going to kill him or something I don't know it's just like all these rumors are coming out and they're just going to start from scratch that's what it sounds like and like the thing with the Flash they might just reshoot that whole movie because uh, the new stars having his own issues and they're scared uh that the movie's gonna tank big time and they put a lot of money into it wow wow man Whew. that's some crazy stuff I mean, you know it, it it's funny that you guys even mention stuff like that because um I, i'm not ready to really talk about it too much because i'm still got a few episodes to go but i'm watching picard season two <laughs> and i'm almost done and uh, an episode that i watched uh just this morning that thought popped in my head because I realized that Picard's crew is totally opposite from next generation. He only has one guy in his crew. And then there's four female characters 
in his like cast of crew and where next generation it was like the opposite man there was just like it was dominated by male characters and then there was just one or two main female characters so it really does like kind of flip it and it got me thinking i'm like is this a woke thing and i kind of try to push it out of my head because i didn't want to think about it in that sense and i wanted to judge it for what it is but yeah that thought did cross my head in uh today's episode so real quick and like i I never watched picard i know my wife was kind of watching i wasn't so in those those four different uh characters or the people he works with is like picard the leader and are they questioning them or they're just all working together I mean, it's on and off. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not really ready to talk about the plot of Picard because I'm still watching the final couple of episodes. Uh, but yeah, I just noticed that when I was watching it today, that it popped in my head. I'm like, is this a woke thing, or, or what's going on? I hope this isn't like an agenda being pushed down my throat kind of thing. But for now, I'm kind of pushing it to the side so I could just judge it on its merits. But. I'll probably have more to say on, on our next recording because uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll be done with it by then. Okay. But, uh, Mr. Noel, man, why don't we jump to you over here? Uh, why don't you tell us about you you working on your comic book that you're talking about? I know you've dropped uh, hints before that you've been getting that itch to get back into it. How, how's the progress going? It's actually going pretty good, man. Um, so I have a character myself that I want to publish and get a comic book for him. But... Uh, since right now I'm trying to get the story done and I'm trying to get somebody that can draw it, uh, I'm working with a few artists, uh, my brother Afrin and his friend uh, Raphael. They're they're both artists and as well as my uh, nephew Christian. He's an artist as well. And so they're all going to be working on their own individual comics. And I'm finding a way to help them write their stories as well as introduce my character into their stories. So that way... You know, I can get some exposure from my character. Meanwhile, you know, having them draw their characters and uh, express the story I'm trying to build here and in, in the world that I'm trying to build. And so the comic book company right now, what we're trying to call it, is a, just essentially our initials uh, arranged in a certain order. So it sounds, you know, relatively easier to pronounce. So we went with uh, CERN Comics, C-E-R-N, like the uh, Super Collider. Right. And uh, so hopefully it's not like a copyright issue. <laughs> I don't think it will be because it's two very different things. But uh, that's the working title right now is CERN Comics. And uh, yeah, we, we've been working on an outline for uh, Ralph's comic, Raphael. Um, his character, Crusher Cole, is one of the characters he's going to go with. And uh, so I wrote a story for him. And I, I introduced my character in it throughout that first story. And uh, so right now it's pretty good, man. It's actually, it's it's going to be a pretty big book, uh, but I think the way we're going to do it, there's a, a few websites that we can upload all this stuff on, and I think that's the route we're going to go before we, you know, pay money to print it out and, and try to sell it that way. So we're going to probably try to do these things called uh, Webtoons. There's a few websites that people do that. It's uh, a website for Arcade and Comics, a website called Webtoons. Uh, there's a website called Comic Theory, and we're we're probably going to put some stuff up on social media as well just to kind of expose, you know, get as much exposure as we can. And, of course, you know, using Freeform Network to get uh, the word out there would be awesome as well. But uh, we're still very much in the early stages. We're writing some stuff right now. Uh, like I said, I did the outline for the first uh, 
I guess you could say three part series. It's going to be in a, a whole arc dealing with uh, the mob, dealing with corruption in the city, um, dealing with the loss of family and growing up on your own and dealing with some heavy themes, um, finding a father figure that you never had and then having that person go through a struggle uh, that gets you to finally face the problems in the city and the corruption in the city. And so, yeah, that's kind of the direction we're going in. Um, I'm excited, man. I've been writing a lot more than I have in the last couple of years. And in this last, I would say, month and a half, I've been writing just a lot more. So it's really, it's it's great, dude. Like, uh, I love to write. I've been doing it my whole life, I guess I could, I could say, you know, since I knew how to write. Um, but being able to do it with decades of experience you know, reading other comics and watching all this, you know, all the movies and shows that I've seen, it really gets me in this ability to be able to make something original while getting influence from many, many different things. Yeah, man, that that's cool that that you're using uh, like this passion that you've had for comics, anime, uh, video games and whatnot, and you're kind of focusing it into something that you have a strong skill set on and in writing. Well, I say strong skill set because there's been nothing that has really been polished, but you do have a passion for writing. So hopefully it comes to fruition and it comes out to something really positive. Now, what what's the, like the, is this like a sci-fi a thriller? Is this a horror? Is this a a crime detective thing what's what's like the genre you would probably categorize it under uh i would say it's probably like a, a superhero um fantasy drama because okay. uh there there will be it, it's like kind of like marvel i guess you could say like we're, we're going to be competing with marvel dc image all oh, that man your own universe oh shit yeah yeah so we're going to be doing uh uh, I'm going to go into magic as well, so it's not going to be just super-powered humans or mutants. There's going to be magic, kind of like Doctor Strange, but uh, I'm going to do it on a, on a low level that builds gradually, like uh, kind of like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Constantine? Constantine? Uh, actually, DC. you know, there there will be... I don't want to give any spoilers ahead, but like... So I already did the timeline for my character. Uh, I did the timeline for the whole universe you know, beginning to end. And now I'm just trying to fill it in with stuff. Uh, and, and Ralph's comic is going to be the start of that. And so my character, he's going to be dealing with stuff that has to do with uh, magic, that has to do with superpowers, that has to do with aliens and space, that has to do with uh, heaven and hell, things like that, and alternate dimensions. It's going to be going in a, in a wide range of different directions over the course of, well, honestly, I, I have enough that I could write for a decade, you know, if I, if I wow. really choose to. Uh, it could be a, like a, a hundred issue, a thousand issue. It really all depends on, on what I fill it in. But I essentially have all the plot points, all the different arcs already in my mind. And I, I have it written down finally as an outline. And at this point, it's like now I just got to fill it in. Imagine you have all these empanadas. You're like, all right, I have a dozen empanadas. Now I just got to fill it in with a filling and fill them up. But they're all essentially there. The, the bread is there. Now I just got to fill it in with that good stuff. So let me ask you this. No, I mean, imagine if you guys are going to digitally, like, just throw it out there. I, then, is there a lot of platforms where you could do that? And, like, people, like, like you know, like videos and everything. And 
is YouTube. There's something like that for like on a, a, a comic book type of scale. There's like a platform you just throw it on there and people get to see it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Efren uses this thing called Comic Fury, and uh, it's it's a pretty cool website. You know, it it gets some traffic. Uh, it, it's not like the biggest name. You know, it's it's not like something that everyone's gonna know about, but the people that are in the industry will know about it, and so. Uh, it, it's going to get some eyes on it, uh, but I was telling these guys, uh, you know, Christian, Efren, and Ralph, I was telling them that the more exposure we get, the better it's going to be, and I eventually want to do a YouTube channel uh, that's going to be separate from this, but that I'll be able to use as kind of a platform to, you know, market it and get people's attention into it, because on YouTube, there's a lot of people that do, you know, that thing. I, I just mentioned in our last episode that uh, Eric July started his company. And he started a YouTube channel originally right. about comics, and then he got a following about the comics, about video games, all that, until he eventually published his book. And the guy's making over $3 million now. He's in revenue. Um, so how much profit, I don't really know, but he's being pretty transparent about it. He uh, specifically said that was one thing he wanted to do is be transparent and let people know what's going on and all that and how much money is going into it and all that. So... Right now, money's tight for us, so we're going to be looking at the most cost-effective option, which is going to be the digital route. Um, but eventually, we do want to have it so that we can, you know, print out a paper copy and distribute that. You know, make posters, make all that stuff, the merchandise, and uh, it actually kind of leads me into what I was going to talk about next. Is uh, I want to do a podcast that goes on, you know, Freeform Network to kind of you just add more flavor to it. Um, we already talk about pop culture, but I think uh, I want to do something that focuses more on the comic book end. And so that would uh, include, you know, like people like artists like Afrin and Ralph that could talk about the comic book side of it, uh, how, how they draw and, you know, all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Because uh, I think there's there's been a lot of change in the last five, ten years with comics and uh, especially the comic book conventions. I remember used to be a highlight of the year when I would, I would go with you guys to Wizard World. It was such an awesome day that I look forward to. And I haven't been there in a long, long time because it's just, it's lost its charm. It's become more about, it's it took the Hollywood route versus originally it was about that uh, that that feel of, of reading a comic and getting into the world and not having to be all this uh, political stuff. So anyway, uh, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. Uh, we're still working on the name. I think we have it down to what we're going to call it. Um, but I don't want to say too much yet. We're still going to work on it. And, uh, you know, hopefully if you guys are down too, maybe you guys could, you know, have a couple episodes with us or appear when you have a chance to talk about stuff like this. Yeah, nice. absolutely, man. Oh, sounds very exciting. I, I do know comic books. Um, there are those geeks or whatever you want to call them that have those niche and they're real passionate, just like wrestling fans where if they dig something that's out there they'll consume it and they'll consume anything related to it so no for sure man if you get passionate fans behind what you're doing uh, i'm sure they'll follow yeah dude um yeah obviously we're gonna have to do a lot of planning uh you know coming up with all the stuff the intro outro all that good stuff um but yeah, we're, we're going to be working on it, and uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what we can add to Freeform Network. Yeah, and, uh, real quick, going back to, like you said, what happened to Wizard World and all that fiasco, they went through some financial troubles, and 
uh, here in in the Midwest, and uh, but you know uh, they were uh, was there for a while. It was like huge. It was all across the country, and they ran into financial issues way before the pandemic, and I think it got sold out and stuff. And then the new C two E two, which is is the time of this recording. It was just this weekend, um, but I really didn't see a lot of people talking about it on social media. Usually, yeah, like there's a know. big buildup, and for like this year. I don't know, coming out of the pandemic, I just, I didn't, like, there was no hype or anything around it. That's, um, that's so, strange, man. Yeah, it, it was, it was kind of strange. And, and then they were having like some wrestlers there, usually like, um, on some Facebook groups on the wrestling community. And there was like just very little talk about it. I mean, and I was just like, wow, like, uh, like you said, it just, it just kind of fell off. That whole yeah, community from the comics and the route that happened with Wizard World T2E2 is trying to be more comic, but also they, a lot of pop culture, a lot of TV stuff. And I think just comics is like, uh, it's just like in the background. You know, it's unfortunate, man, because that's, it's what, it's the reason why there's all those shows and stuff. Like comic book influenced all those TV shows that eventually came out. And yeah, it's it's a shame, but uh, well, well, let's see if we can ever revive it, you know, if, I had no idea C2E2 was even this weekend. It no, was like this weekend, said, yeah. That's crazy, man. <laughs> As I'm saying, there's nothing on it, like, on the communities that I follow, and there's wrestling and, 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 you know, some pop culture stuff and some convention stuff. And, like, everybody on my feed, it was just – I didn't even see, like, any ads or anything. I think the only one I saw, because so many I know in wrestling went there to meet a wrestler, and he posted some pics of it. And I'm like, oh, shit, C2E2 is this weekend? Like, I didn't even know. It was just, like, it was a complete shock. Yeah, I mean, once we get our book uh, going, you know, maybe next year I'll try to sign up for a desk or, or one of those tables at one of those conventions and see what happens. But, yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, well, yeah, one last thing I wanted to share. Um, I watched this old show that I think you guys watched way back in the 90s. Uh, I'm not sure if you did, but uh, Lois and Clark. Back in the 90s? You're old, Yeah, man. dude. 30 years, dude. That's it's, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, this this is a thirty year old show, Lois and Clark: The New Superman Adventures. Yeah, you, you guys remember this show? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I I liked it. It was yes. on ABC. Yeah, dude, I was uh, I had the urge to watch it after I finished uh, Superman and Lois, and I was like, yeah, let me let me watch Lois and Clark because it's they released a 1080p version of it, and I was like, dude, I gotta check it out. And it's been so long since I've seen it. I haven't seen it since I was like a kid, you know, like five years old or whatever watching it with daniel or whatever and yeah dude it was brought back a lot of good memories freaking perry white rest in peace uh he was a good actor man and uh dean kane terry hatcher and then how the season one to season two they replaced like a bunch of characters like jimmy olsen was a different guy and they got rid of that uh that hooker girl that was that worked at the newspaper what's her name she just was always like scandalous what? Yeah, she, she wasn't a hooker, but like she was, she she might as well have been like a stripper. She was always wearing like this leopard print shit in the first season, and always hitting on Clark, trying to like get him in bed. And I was like, damn, dude, this is this was rough on that first season. <laughs> I think they call her flamboyant, man. They <laughs> <laughs> seductive, I mean, it's... yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, you know, the first two seasons, I gotta say, were like solid. I really enjoyed it. Uh, season three and four weren't bad. It's just it. I could see why they canceled after season four. They, I think they just didn't know what else to do. 
like they they kind of ran out of stories and uh you could see the quality was like not diminishing but it was like not the same as the first two seasons that were really strong uh they kind of focused more on the like the romance and uh which is fine but it just didn't have enough to back it up uh like the first two seasons did and i don't know how much you guys remember about it but uh since it's so fresh in my head I just remember the first seasons with Lex Luthor were, were freaking awesome. Like it was, it was really fun to watch. And the later seasons, it got more like, I, I guess, comical sometimes. I just remember Lex Luthor. Like I didn't really watch it religiously. It was always like, I just remember Lex Luthor had like really good hair, didn't he? He wasn't bald, <laughs> right? In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, and then, right. And then he eventually did go bald. And then like I just remember the town looked. Metropolis looked like kind of small townish, but I recall and like that's all I really remember, and I never watched it on a regular basis. Yeah, and the first season I actually saw a backdrop of Chicago, and that's like it, it got me to watch it more. I was like, oh shit, like he's flying in Chicago, but it, I mean obviously it's Metropolis, but they used because I could see like the buildings, and I could see that one building that has like a it's like a diamond shaped lights. Yeah. Uh, so the when Hancock. I saw that, I was, uh, is that what that is? The Hancock? No, not the Hancock. It's, uh, I can't think. I know which one you're talking It's not the Hancock, though. Yeah, but it's like a diamond. Like, yeah, the diamond, uh, like, flat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, this is Chicago, dude. And I looked it up, and I, I guess they filmed in different areas, but they used, like, the backdrop of, of the city of Chicago for some of the flying scenes. Yeah, like I said, uh, I, I, I just don't remember. And I remember, like, Metropolis looked like, small to me like this doesn't feel like a big city or something like and lex luther having hair and then i remember uh people were talking about how lewis and clark they hooked up like really early or something like they should have waited or dragged it out or something that's all i remember yeah i think yeah. it was like the third season yeah they've they've had some good uh superman like tv series yeah i, w- I would have loved to see a batman series like that but uh yeah, unfortunately, it was uh, not around, really. It's just the animated stuff for Batman. Uh, that that was my favorite character. But Su- Superman's awesome, too. It was, it was cool to watch it. Well, you, you got the Adam West one. That's that's a TV series. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I've never seen it. it. It was just a little too PG for me. Versus... The 60s Batman? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it was a TV series, like a live-action one. Man, you had Batman had bitches up the ass in those shows. <laughs> <laughs> and they had a lot of you know you're talking about cameras they had a lot of famous movie stars from the 60s and and that and those and that series i think it only lasted like three seasons or something but yeah a lot of cameos in that thing you know it'd probably be cool to watch maybe after like a blunt or something <laughs> yeah, yeah it's something it, you don't take serious but yeah <laughs> i forget what uh, tv network it's on but yeah i watched like the first five episodes to just kind of get a feel for it to remember it and it's got its place it's got its place to watch uh definitely not something i could probably binge all 40 episodes or however many they are but just to watch it on a whim i i think it's a good a good watch yeah, definitely, man. And it had a theatrical movie, so it was popular. Yeah, you know, the, those old shows, they, they had their time, you know, and it, it was good for the time, I would say. I just don't know if it holds up now. But uh, Superman and uh, or Lois and Clark, it, it held up fairly decently, uh, considering. And what I liked about it, just I'll, I'll finish up on this, 
is that it really reminded me of the era that I grew up in, which was the 90s. And it brought back that feeling pre-internet where internet was just starting out, but it didn't like ruin your life yet with all this social media. So like it, it was nice to be able to remember those times you had to go to a payphone or you didn't have just a constant smartphone and like blinking lights in front of you all day. <laughs> Speaking of animal, real, I was watching an old episode of uh, MTV True Life. It was like just when the internet was like taking off. And then, like, a lot, they were talking about, like, people who just don't leave their houses or whatever, or they're just, like, focused on one thing, and they're always like, yeah, basically, I just wake up and eat breakfast, and then I go to my computer and just surf the internet all day, or the World Wide Web, and I'm just like, this is so fucking weird. And they had, like, this huge monitor. They got their mouse and shit, and they're just, like, going to web page after web page. I'm just trying to find all the details on this and that. Uh, it was something about Star Wars, like episode two, and I was just like, "Wow, man, that seems like a long fucking time ago." You know, just waking up to go and you go to your computer just to watch, to go on web pages like on your uh, big fucking CRT monitor. What was big back then, Damien, was uh, the message boards. Yes, because yeah, I remember yeah. when Internet Movie Database first came out. The internet was brand new. I had a computer and, and I would go on Internet Movie Database, IMDB is now what it's called. But back when it was first out, it was all mainly text. They would be message boards about the newer movies coming out, superhero stuff and all that. Back when like Blade was coming out and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's all I had to share. Uh, so let's let's get it over to you, Andy, and uh, take a little change in pace here. So we're so, yeah. What do you think about this Brittany Griner being sentenced to nine years in Russian prison? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you've seen on it. I just remember, uh, I, I know it's been in the news lately, but I mean, I don't know if you guys know who she is or you're aware of this story at all. No, so, I uh, watch Real Basketball. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, apparently she's a, she's a real athlete, man. She can dunk sometimes, so. Oh, I, I, she can't dunk at my house, man. Oh, shit. So, but yeah, so, you know, it's this WNBA star. She was playing in Russia to supplement her income. And then, uh, so I'm still not sure if she brought, there's the Russians, you got arrested in Russia because she was coming back home. Or, she, yeah, uh, to, she was, it says, for bringing cannabis into the country. So I'm not sure what that means. Uh because I'm also hearing that she had like vape stuff. Um, I it was don't like cannabis oil or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but... that she had cannabis oil and they caught her when she was flying back home. Yeah. is when they caught her. That's yeah. So she was coming back home, and then uh, they hear on this uh, article I'm reading on ESPN, they're saying cannabis, but they're not saying like they didn't find her like with fucking a nickel bag it's but i in the news i some of the other news i've heard that yeah it was like some type of vape cartridge or something like that and um she pleaded guilty and she got nine years which it's kind of harsh and then you know with the russians invading ukraine um it just kind of like she's kind of not screwed but when well, she's screwed but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I have like mixed feelings about this. Like, I feel like she's, uh, well, I know she's being, uh, unjustly, uh, confined and like arrested in prison for, I think the rest of Europe, I don't think is this serious about it. Um, to get like nine years and they find her something like $16,000. Uh, 
and now like since the WNBA is kind of starting up, they're all like, "Oh, this is serious and shit." But Americans here are like, "This is bullshit. They should let us go." And that's like I feel like one of the problems with Americans is when you go to other countries, they're not as uh, lax about certain things as we are here. And I think sometimes when we travel, Americans forget that and they think because we're citizens, we'll just get off or uh, uh, just get like some type of fucking deal. So yeah, they have, I, we have uh, diplomatic immunity. Yeah, and what they offered the, the this current administration, uh, the president offered like this fucking guy that's been doing twenty five years for selling arms or something to like terrorists or something. Yeah, like some Russian espionage guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for a fucking basketball player, I'm just like, wow, that's very one-sided. And then, of course, you Russians said, nah, we're not doing that. So it just seems to see like they're playing hardball just to be dicks. But um, I don't know, man. It just I feel it doesn't feel right. That's all I know. But also, like, you're in another country. Like, what the fuck do you got, like, any type of drugs? You're like. We get caught, you you could get screwed severely. To, to me, it, it, I think what needs to be seen is because, yeah, obviously she's a, a big NBA star or, or WNBA star, but I think what we need to see is if all crimes similar to this in Russia are judged in the same way, or is she getting a harsher sentence because of the tension between the U.S. and Russia right now? And it, my guess would be that they judge this on all their stuff. Maybe it's a little harder just because of all the issues, but I got a feeling that not everybody is as lax with weed as the U.S. is or, or has been in recent years. Because in recent years, they're, they're making it legal all over the place and where it used to be a, a crime. You know, you used to get arrested for having just like a, a dime bag and you used to get taken to jail and now... I, I drive sometimes and you'll get a whiff of, you know, weed in the air and you're like, people are just smoking out in public. You know, it's like not a big deal anymore. And it's so different when I was growing up and where if you did occasionally smoke, you had to kind of be discreet about it. So it's different. You're in a different country. You have to respect our laws and not just expect that you can do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I've I've heard a lot of different people's takes on this. Uh, it's become very popular subject right now. Uh, it's trendy, I guess you could say. Uh, a lot of popular people are talking about it. Joe Rogan, uh, recently this morning, actually, before I got on the podcast, I heard his opinion on it. And uh, while he doesn't think it's fair, he doesn't think it's fair for anyone to get arrested for marijuana. And he focused on how the U.S., still to this day has many people in jail for multiple years for marijuana. And he's like, why aren't they getting out? Why aren't people trying to get them out of jail? Why are they only focusing on this person? Because she can fucking throw a basketball in a hoop. Is that why? And he's like, and then they brought up another case of uh, the similar thing. It was like a school teacher from the U S went to Russia and he had, he got caught like trying to smuggle in like marijuana or something like that. And it's similar, very similar thing. And he's going to jail for like 14 years or something like that. And nobody's saying shit because he doesn't play basketball. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people talking about like how there's a lot of hypocrisy uh, trying to get uh, Brittany Griner out of jail. 
and when there's all these other people also suffering for the same, you know, um, crime, I guess, unjust crime. Right. No, I agree, man. I, 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 if I remember right, when this first happened, when she got arrested, I think she had like, uh, man, this ain't nothing, you know, just get me out of here kind of thing. And so I, I think it was a problem where she was kind of like, you know, kind of like that, uh, having that feeling like, you know, I'm owed this, you know, what's the problem kind of thing. So I, I'm not sure why, why she's acting surprised that she's being judged as harsh. Well, I, I, I think it's, um, the article to say it's a miscarriage of justice, but you're right, Dan, you did make a valid point, like, is for the amount that she caught, what is the, what is the normal, like, uh, sentence, or is it just a fine if these tensions weren't there? Because, um, you know, I, I think that's a valid point, but I think they are making a, an example out of her. And the other thing I, I'm shocked that I haven't heard anywhere in the mainstream media is they're not calling the Russians like racist or uh, bigoted or anything like that because, or, and then she's a female. So, cause she's a, uh, you know, she's African-American, she's a woman and she's gay and nobody here in the U S is making those uh, accusations that that's the reason that she just got stopped. Cause you know, uh, Russia's very anti-gay um, uh, Putin's regime anyway. Um, so I don't know, and her lawyers did say that she doesn't really say much. She just stays quiet, and uh, she's, to me, I'm pretty sure she's fucking terrified. Like, you're in a foreign country. You're used to being in the U.S., and, you know, you, you got a due process and all this other shit in there. She's been there for six months, and then she just played, pleaded guilty, and she gets, uh, who knows if they promised her anything, but she got nine fucking years for cannabis cartridges. I mean, it's rough, man. She's going to be living the real life. Orange is the new black. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I feel it's like it is somewhat of an injustice. Like here you see people get released all the time for like, just like some severe shit. And like they, uh, they, they get away with, I mean, not murder, but there's there's a lot of things where it's very serious and they can post bail and they're like they're out in like a matter of days. And over there, I don't know, like what the case is um, or how what the due process in, in Putin's uh, Russia right now. But it's not uh, it's not good for her, for Brittany, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think this is going to get resolved anytime soon. And then we, we got the president with the. Uh, the way he is <laughs> with his uh, his uh, people questioning his mind lately. So we'll see. I and the other thing is people like I was like if if Trump was in office, what would they be say? Or if he got her out, they would be like, see, he has a relationship with him. Like like told you he's bought by the Russians and all this other bullshit. But not to make it too political, but. You know, let us know what you guys think at ffnquestions at gmail.com. If uh, 
you should get nine years for having cannabis cartridges, or she should have just stuck with the flavored ones like apple and peaches and shit. Maybe if she tells Putin, hey, man, I'll play on your basketball team in Russia and lessen my lessen my uh, my jail sentence, man. I want to know. The only thing I everybody's like, what was she doing in Russia? Well, she was getting paid by a, a basketball league in Russia to play for that team. What I, they haven't said is how much she got paid. That's the only thing I'm not aware of. And then she's like, but she's a star in the WNBA and shit. And like, but apparently like the pay's not that high. Um, but I, I don't know. And people are like, see, they should get paid more, the WNBA. And I think Bill Burr just recently, it kind of yeah. went viral is because <laughs> it's with their women or what the hell you say. Nobody he's wants like, to see women failed. failed. Yeah. She, he's like, women failed the WNBA. Cause he's like, he was saying how they don't watch it. And it's like, you, you're all talking about people should watch it, but you don't even watch it. He's like, There's you're nobody me, in the stands. Yeah. He's like, I gotta watch. I gotta. How did he say it? He's like, I gotta go and ch- check out if, if there's like an axe murder in the middle of the night. I gotta pay for the restaurants. I gotta watch WNBA too. He's like, when are you gonna pick up your end of the couch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw him trending. He's like, something. Bill Burr says women failed the WNBA. I'm like, what? And then like, he, and I read like an article. He went on a rant that. Like you said, like there's nobody going to see the games. There's nobody watching the games, and people are like, they should get paid more. Like, well, people ain't even watching. Why do we got to give them more money? Like, this is just like a failed league or something. Yeah. But uh, you know, this sucks. You know, with Brittany Grenier in Russia, we'll see. Uh, I'll keep tabs on it and just give my two cents on it. Um, on this uh, cannabis cartridges shit and see, I, I have a feeling it should be out by the end of the year. They'll they'll do something. But um, that's going to take us into our article of the week. So we're back in uh, Putin's Russia. Uh, I found this interesting article. It was kind of trending uh, when uh, we talked about, uh, discussed what we were going to talk about in this episode. Uh, Russia says they're losing in Ukraine because uh, Ukraine has experimental mutant troops created in secret bio labs. So I, uh, this is on the Daily Beast. Um, that's a new take for you're losing a war. Why couldn't you win, generals? They're fucking mutants, man. Um, and, and it some, says here, Andy, spoilers, mutant ninjas, man. <laughs> oh, shit. So this guy, like the name of this uh, deputy speaker of Russia's Federation Council, Konstantin Kosechev and Irina Yerovoya, deputy chair of the state Duma, um, testing Ukraine's POW's blood, they claimed uncovered a range of diseases that suggested were secretly experimented for military purposes. And and we see the cruelty and the barbarity of the military and with which the military personnel of Ukraine behave the crimes that they commit against the civilian population. Those monstrous crimes that they commit against prisoners of war confirm that their system of control and creation of cruel murder machine was implemented under the management of the United States. Um, those performing enhancing drugs, PEDs, uh, they were given in order to comply to neutralize the last traces of human consciences and turned them into the most cruel and deadly monsters uh, also confirmed this, she claimed. So they're giving steroids, and that turned them into mutants. Maybe they're right. I don't know. Like, well, I'm shocked 
so now if you're a prisoner of war, they take your blood to see what the fuck's up with you. If you're like on drugs or something, or you got diseases. Andy, how could this be true? How could they give this to their guys, but then hate weed? I mean, we just talked about the Britney Grinder thing. So they're against weed, but they're cool with pumping their guys up with steroids. So steroids According to Rocky Four, that documentary, they were giving Drago a lot of fucking uh, PEDs. Man. Oh, that's right. They were shooting him up like <laughs> while he was running the, the treadmill. Rocky IV documentary, yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. I, I see all these articles on Putin. Uh, his people are leaving his side. Now they're throwing out that they're fucking mutants. But in all seriousness, do you think they are giving them something? I'm pretty sure the military gives their soldiers something to keep awake. or some t- You know, we all know about the vaccines or some shots that were given during Desert Storm, the initial one. They made people sick and... There, there was something during the Iraq War too that they were giving people shot that made them kind of fucked up. Like it's always been like hinted that they give and they they clouded as some type of vaccine or something or some type of vitamin shots, but who knows what they're really giving them? Yeah, I mean, I think even in World War Two, the the Nazis and I think even the Russians like they experimented with like meth or something like that or some kind of drug they meth. gave them like. Damn. Yeah, so, something methamphetamines that gave them like this burst of energy would keep them awake for multiple days and focused and all that. And then I, I remember hearing one story about a guy that tweaked out for like a month on meth and then he woke up and the war was over or some shit like that. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't remember weird. Colonel Clink being on meth. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, get bring it back a little bit to all seriousness. Do you think. They, I mean, you'd think they give them something, right? Some type of PEB, some type of steroid. Some, yeah. They're giving something before they, they actually get deployed. More than likely. I think that's very possible, yeah. I think that's any kind of army. I mean, before we send our army overseas, they give them every and every vaccine that there's available of things that you might get. If you're going over to Africa, let's say, they're going to give you the bubonic plague vaccine that they have or whatever, you know, because maybe it's more rampant over there than it is here. So they're going to give you whatever they think is necessary. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm not saying I'm pretty sure they give them something. Um, the other thing that kind of uh, shocked me was there. So do every prisoner of war, do they take they just randomly or they all take blood tests from them to see what the fuck's going on? Like, that's another thing. I was kind of shocked to read that. And I was just like, well, how do they know? Like, we found they have this, this, and this. Or are they trying to find out if they deployed something, if they could see it? there's evidence that's in their bloodstream? You know, that, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, to me, that's, that's rather shocking. I've never really heard that before. So that's why I'm kind of like, or they suspect something. Uh, the Russians are suspecting something that, like, Ukraine... With the help of uh, Biden, you know, they were um, they're they're up to something like I don't know. Well, there, there is a lot of conspiracy theories about stuff going on in the Ukraine uh, that the U.S. is responsible for. Well, they have uh, labs there. Right. And then. Yeah. The article says the, the head scientist for the government, he's a dual. He has dual citizenship in Ukraine and America. Oh, 
So that was like, ooh, like there's some, there's like a little nugget of fucking info, right? Like, mm, I don't know, maybe the Russians are right or something like that. But uh, to me, that was like, okay. Because, you know, even Trump said, like, uh, Ukraine's, like, super corrupt. There's a lot of shit you can do there with money. Um, so yeah, I heard conspiracies that, even involving the religions, like the Catholic Church and the Orthodox Christians and stuff like that. And it's crazy stuff, man. Yeah, and, like, the, the, the other raid, you know, going back to the war thing here, like, I'm shocked that... Uh, uh, Biden, President Biden keeps talking about, you know, we're going to give them all this shit to defend themselves, you know, to stand up against Russia. But with the Chinese in Taiwan, you know how Pelosi just flew over. And I think like in the last month or month and a half, Biden gave remarks. He goes, if China invades, we are going to respond military, like with military and like, you know, he that's a, not like a direct fucking it's quoted that they will respond with the military. And I'm like, he'll help the Taiwan people, but he won't help like Ukraine. And Ukraine was begging to be in fucking NATO. And that's in, you know, Eastern Europe and all this shit. Uh, I just like, I'm getting like mixed messages here. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess maybe the U.S. is trying to get like a stronghold in there or something. Like, I don't fucking know. I'm like, I'm not sure the deep, uh, 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 economics and like strategy of having like Taiwan as a base compared to fucking NATO or uh, Ukraine, who's right next to Russia and would be perfect to be a NATO NATO ally. Yeah, that's the thing, man. They they don't want us to know. That's why they always bring up some new trendy shit to try to get us to be distracted by what's really going on. Because those are all good questions, you know. Why are they doing the things they're doing over there across the world? And we we might never know unless we like you know get like an inside source or something. Um, but yeah, you, you see like when, whenever something like this big happens, they'll always try to find something else to distract you, like some racial stuff that's going on in the U S or some school stuff going on or a shooting or whatever, just something to get you to pivot and look away from the stuff that's going on across the world. But, uh, there, there's definitely some shady shit going on, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I, I think the U S for the most part, they like having, a foothold in as many places as they can in case the shit hits down they got somebody kind of nearby to do something you know and the other thing in china the economic thing with their uh their housing market or whatever uh it's not really being talked about here in the united states but if you go on youtube and the the news stuff in china they're i mean i know i've been hearing it for like the last year but uh they're the housing market is like it's a big fucking that thing's ready to collapse. Like the Chinese people, a lot of them are protesting and they're not paying their mortgages because the government and the contractors haven't built their homes. They they told them, you know, uh, get this house or this property really cheap and get start paying your mortgage immediately. Then we'll build it as we go. And uh, then the pandemic hit, and then like. They haven't really built anything, and it's been like three years, and they're telling them, we'll still pay your mortgage. I'm like, why am I paying my mortgage if I'm not getting what I ordered? Like, it's been like three fucking years, and the a lot of the Chinese people are starting to protest the banks and the government. Like, they're sending tanks and shit. Like, nobody's really talking about it, and they're talking about they're, like, behind on, like, 300,000 projects 
and like that equals to something like uh seven billion a month or something like it's it's become it's gonna be a big fucking issue coming up uh, i think for the for the chinese economy and hopefully they doesn't get uh fuck them up too much with the manufacturing because you know that's the world's factories are everybody imports shit from china so it's going to be interesting seeing how those that, that situation develops yeah definitely right now is a lot of like developments going on and i don't know if you've heard much about a conspiracy theory called the great reset yes so did you ever hear about the the stones there's guide stones that tell how humanity should be living and how the population should be and all that in georgia yeah yeah and they got destroyed um which kind of signals to me that there's going to be some kind of revolution going on worldwide you know and uh, you could see it happen in different pockets of the world there's the dutch farmers right now they yeah, were trying to negotiate yeah yeah they were trying to negotiate with the government about you know keeping their land and all that and the government's like nah they're gonna get rid of your land yeah they mowed them down or something yeah nobody's really talking about that either it was like a blurb here in the united states uh but yeah it was like a big thing in like in uh in 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 europe like the government like just mowed down some farmers that are like on tractors and shit (laughs) because they were protesting uh what they uh i don't know the pay or they're trying to kick them off their land or they were telling them to do stuff and they don't want to do it yeah, they're yeah. trying to kick them off their land and give it to yeah. refugees. Or yeah. that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. but And then uh, I heard headlines about China's economy, like you were saying. like, And I hear headlines that their, their economy is going to collapse. It's on the verge of collapse. Within months, they said that if they don't correct things, it's going to be just all free-for-all, like chaos and shit. Well, I heard uh, with China, I always heard that their, their economy was like, like, it wasn't like, perfect it's communism it's That's communism right. but the housing thing or this property shit that they have a deal with i just know when people don't pay i know banks get fucked and then the government owns it so i don't think they have enough money to cover all that if if people stop paying you know like if everybody stopped paying their mortgage here like the banks are in fucking trouble the way we know the banking system works i don't know if it works the same way in China, I'm assuming that it does. I mean, that's that a lot of there's like a lot of people not paying their mortgage because they're like, you guys ain't giving us our houses. Uh, we paid you telling us to keep paying when we ain't getting shit in return. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And like, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 something to keep an eye out for. And then you got the Middle East. I don't know if you heard about this. There's a new thing that just happened uh, there. They're trying to like um, they're trying to like amp up this project where they're gonna build this like really long like wall kind of thing that people are gonna live inside of. That's like it, it's building more like higher ground, like high levels where people live on top of each other and like this. Uh, they they making it seem like it's a utopian existence, but really it's it's the whole great reset pretty much, saying that you're gonna own nothing and you're gonna love it. And it's it's BS obviously, but they're trying to you know hype it up like it's going to be the next big thing and it's going to be in the middle east where they're going to build like these sustainable affordable houses but all located in one central location so it's like imagine living like in uh like if you're in a spaceship or something but it's on ground obviously it's like just long strip of land that you're going to build high high rise and then everyone's going to live in there and they're all going to have 
you know, sustainable water and solar panels and all this shit. But uh, it's just like a, it doesn't seem realistic, you know? It seems like it's like communism, you know? Like they, they promise you all this shit and nothing, none of that's going to really happen because you need, well, you need like the things that we have here. You need capitalism. You need somebody willing to do something and willing to get paid for it. No, yeah, man, it's, um, I mean, I grew up with the evils of communism, apparently a lot of, you know, a lot of the newer that Z and even millennials, they, they didn't live under the threat of communism and all they see is free, 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 but somebody always pays for that. And I don't think they understand when you get free shit, exactly what that means. Like, yeah, it's going to be free, but it's going to be basic, basic, basic bullshit. And then you're going to be like, you need all this other stuff. And then they're like, yeah. Uh, go see that guy over there, and it's gonna take forever because there's a lot of motherfuckers waiting to see him because there ain't no one paying him. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's uh, you know, let us know what you guys think about that with the the mutants, China, uh, the Russians. You know, let us know your thoughts on that because uh, the world is changing rapidly, and uh, you got to stay on top of this uh, because. Ultimately, I think this is going to impact us all financially and and economically with uh, with this uh, uh, connected world that we live in. I mean, like you read stats, how much shit we bring in from China down to medicines, to appliances, um, just clothing, it's electronics. It's kind of fucked up. And if something happens over there, you know, it's going to have an impact on those uh not immediately, but that supply chain issues that we've been running into the last couple of months for those people who work in infrastructure and manufacturing, you know that that's starting to uh, they're starting to feel the impact. But, uh, but that's all the time we got, everybody. We want to thank you for listening. Remember to follow Freeform Network on Facebook and Twitter at Freeform Network. Also, send your questions and suggestions to ffnquestions at gmail.com. Uh, visit our, our webpage, freeformnetwork.podbean.com. There you you see the links on the many platforms that we're on. We got so many that we can't keep up, but iTunes, uh, Stitcher, YouTube. Um, there's so many. I, I, I don't even know no more, but there you, the links are there. No matter how you listen to us, how you consume us, make sure you like and subscribe and, and write a comment because that helps us out immensely. And, of course, we like seeing that, and that, that makes me happy. I don't know about Danny. He could be a grump sometimes. Yep. <laughs> Subscribe and hit that like button. For Freeform Radio, uh, let me start. With Freeform Radio, we got Danny. Yes, sir. Everybody go out there and hug somebody, man. Spread some love. We got Noel. Hey, everyone, thank you for listening. We appreciate you, and uh, take care of yourselves. And it's all good, Andy. We want to thank you all for listening. Remember to tell your friends about us and we'll catch you next time.
Dad.